0: Today on the Spring Hills Podcast, we're going to recap week three of Pastor Brett's sermon series, Teach Us to Pray. We're going to go over his message from this last weekend, and of course, backed by popular demand is Pastor Brett himself. And also, we brought with us John Barrett, who's the director of first through fourth grade ministries here at Spring Hills, also known as Jam Packed. And I'm excited that you guys are here tonight. Thanks for coming down. We're just going to talk through your sermon. And we're gonna go over some things that stuck out to us, takeaways some questions we might have, and just dig in a little bit deeper to the message and One thing that this four four pattern of prayer has really done for me over the past weeks is constantly remind me to wholly surrender. And I've been looking back to some of the times in my life where decisions I've made really didn't wholly surrender to god it was it was more of like, I'm gonna give God just a little bit of the control, almost like a uh a driver's ed test where you're in the driver's seat or God's in the driver's seat, but I've still got the teacher break. Like, Hey, that's not quite where I wanted to go, God. Um, so this is, this is where I'm more thinking, you know, I can hit the brake. If God's going away, I didn't want. And now the four, four pattern of prayer has been reminding me constantly just no surrender at all, give all control to God and let him be completely in the driver's seat. And that's something just with me in this first spot, um, of this, the way that you're you're teaching this four four pattern of prayers really stuck out to me and, and impacted me
1: you know the uh, <clears throat> response that Jesus gives in the lord's prayer after you've acknowledged God, you know our Father, uh, which art in heaven, is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on right. earth as it is in heaven I mean that's the immediate <clears throat> response uh, to The person of God. Now, in that context, he's your father. In the context of Acts 4, they're acknowledging his sovereignty, and they're acknowledging that all that was taking place, you know, with uh, Peter and John being arrested and the crucifixion of Jesus, all of that was foretold or was prophesied in Psalm 2. Mm -hmm. So, it's like God's got this under control, uh, it was already prophesied. It's happening exactly as he planned it. And so that does give you a comfort to submit yourself then to the will of God. I mean, you can't resist it, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Not that you'd want to, but you can't anyway. So there's a freedom in submission. There's right. a freedom in humility. Yeah, I have that reference to
2: Psalm 2, 1 and 2 as well. The kings of the earth sat themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. I mean, it's already been foretold. And then it happens. You know, and for me, um, in reverence to God, um, understanding and, and really seeing his will and going to him first through the scripture for clarity on what to even ask for, how to even move forward. Um, there's been times in my life where you know, I've evaded that right. and just gone right in and done it. And then go, wow, I wish I would have gone to God first, seeked his will. And how do I do that? Well, in reverence to the scripture.
0: Right. And yeah, so yeah.
2: praying out of the word, it's a great starting point to give you a foundation and um, just a, a great foundation for what your prayer is going to be. And, you know, through your response and then through your request, it's all in a response and requesting based on what the scripture is, who God is, his sovereignty and all of that.
0: Right. know yeah i um we within the worship team lately just the times we've been down here we've really been prioritizing taking some time and going over doing a devotional together praying together just talking through some of the things because we're all going through different circumstances right now within this shelter in place and the topic of perspective has come up a lot and um brett you mentioned last uh, last time we did this sermon recap you mentioned isaiah 6 and I went through and looked at this word, you know, when it says I am lost, when Isaiah references or says yeah. that I am lost. I went through and looked at different translations and what different words were used there. And these were the ones that I found: The NLT says I am doomed, NIV says I am ruined, uh, New King James says I am undone, the ESV I am lost, and then um, a couple others say I am destroyed. And this was another thing putting back in perspective that like, who am I? to tell God what I want what, what plans I think should work. like why am I giving God blueprints and, and a GPS? like here you can drive but follow this map when I know that God is this powerful creator of the universe. He created the, He breathed out stars, and here I am trying to tell him what to do. and it's like, no, I'm going to come into your presence, I'm undone, I'm lost, you've got this. Yeah, it has to do with our
1: desire to control everything. You know, it's just, it's human nature. Uh, we we don't trust God. You know, right. we get on the subject of faith and trusting God's sovereignty that he's good. I mean, you have to know that God's good if you're going to say, thy will be done. Right. <clears throat> but we, uh, in our own flesh, human nature, really don't like to give up control it's like relationships have so much conflict is mm. because one person's trying to control and the other won't let you and they want to control. And humility, right, is God exalts the humble, um, but the proud are resisted, rejected, if you will. But uh, I think it's an issue with God, with other people, of letting go of control because right. he's good. He's good God. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, that that perspective really makes it tough to ever question God's sovereignty. Where were or, you when
2: I laid the foundations of the right. world? You know, it's like, for me, I know it's tough. It's tough at times to submit to something higher than you. It's tough to submit to anything other than your will. You know, we think we know it. We're sinful. We We think we know what's best for us, you know? And, um, I think Brett, you're spot on. I think that, you know, being willing to submit to the will of God and be willing to say that, you know, his ways are better than mine and he has a plan and, 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 you know, his will be done, not mine.
0: Right. Yeah. As high as the heavens are above the earth, your ways above my ways. It's interesting that God
1: doesn't, you know, it's not a fatalism when we say Thy will be done. Like it's not where we are just, um, you know, almost like robots submitting to a powerful control over us. It's God wants us to choose it. He's not, he's not forcing his will on us. He wants us to choose it. And so when we, when we do choose to submit ourselves humbly to him, it needs to be authentic. I mean, it needs to be real. We really believe that our heavenly father Uh, loves us, knows our needs, cares about our needs. And we really, you know, it's like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Mm -hmm. Proverbs says. And it's you fear the Lord and you reverence him um, and you gain wisdom from that and from him because you just, you recognize your need and you recognize the treasures that's in him. So I, I like the idea of thinking of ourselves as willingly giving ourselves to him out of relationship to him.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, you just talking right there, I kept thinking the same thing when we're willingly, he wants us to choose. There's this idea within the world that it's like, if we're giving someone else control, mm-hmm. you're in bondage. And right. it's like, we, we are unclear on that. And when we have a relationship with Christ, we realize that when we're giving him control, we're really giving him control so we can be free.
1: Yes, And we don't
0: have that burden on us anymore. And God can take the burden. I mean, look at where we're at right now with this. None of us are in control of what's going on. And if we just keep trying to fix it on our own, we're just going to keep making things worse. But if we give it to God and God can come in and rescue us from the bondage of the worry, the, the threats that are, that are happening, The I mean, losing sleep. I know multiple people have told me like, man, I just can't sleep right now. I'm just stressed out. Mm-hmm. and it's the worry and the stress, and it's like, give. let's give God control collectively. Don't get me wrong. I'm in that boat too. It's hard for me to just be like, yeah, God, you got this, but. Well, we follow a loving God. We follow a God who, who loves us, who's created us to
2: be in relationship with him, who out of his love for us. I mean, you know, he's loved us from the very beginning, um, and he wants us to understand that, you know, this is not forced upon us it's not a, like you said bread or ro- we're not robots i mean it's a willingness out of his love to give us the opportunity to choose him yes he calls us to him you no know, the scriptures say that he calls us to him but we have to choose we have to willingly say Yes. So we're not robots. And, and, you know, um, but I think a lot of, um, people of the world, non-Christians feel like, you know, if I submit to that, I'm just going to be this drone that God's going to control and God's going to make me do this. And I have to do this to appease God. And I have to do that and follow a checklist when we know the grace of God doesn't work that way. His love is freely given through what his son Jesus did on the cross
0: for us.
1: Yeah. It's a real prayer is a relationship. I mean, it's prayer is, uh, communing with a God who loves you and that, you know, and, and even when you, you feel fearful when you read the Psalms, uh, David's fearful and he tells God he's fearful. Uh, he's a fear. He's afraid of enemies, uh, taking his life Mm -hmm. and, and he wants God to destroy them.
0: His. David's kind of an emotional roller coaster.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that to me is the most authentic example (laughs) of prayer. And even Jesus in the garden uh, before his crucifixion, you know, if, if there's any way for this cup to be taken from me i mean it's it's a prayer needs to be honest yeah. acknowledging god's sovereignty needs to be honest i mean you can even say god you're sovereign but i i can't believe it right now help me to believe it that kind of yeah authenticity uh, i think is what god wants from us and that's that's honest that's real that's that's authentic i don't think you can really have a vibrant prayer life without being transparently honest before God.
0: Right, right.
2: Well, I was just going to say, I think when we follow the 4-4 four, four pattern, the whole reverence, rev, reverence point points that out to us. I mean, it shows us, it just really does lay the foundation of, uh, you know, who we are in comparison to God, what our, inequ- you know, when our inadequacies are and where we fall short. Um, and then right. how big he is and how great he is and how wonderful he is and how grand he is, how sovereign he is. Um, and so it really kind of leads into our responding to him through confession, right. through praise, through all of that. So I like the 4-4 four, four prayer like- in that because it gets me to that point where it brings me to my knees and I go to God in humility. Where before, right. not maybe praying through a scripture, you know, my humanistic side creeps in and goes, I got this covered. Or, you know, it's really not that big of a problem for God to handle. But God's big enough and small enough to handle any problem you know? So,
0: yeah, there's a a quote that you gave Brett not long into your sermon where you said, Jared Wilson quote, Christianity was not launched in a world of comfort and doesn't flourish in a world of comfort. And that's to me was such a good reminder. Um, I, I can be a little dramatic when it comes to being uncomfortable. So like if things aren't going the way that I'm planning on them going, I can really be one of these, uh, kind of a drama queen with like, Oh, like if something happens, I'm like, Oh, well it's over. You know, we're, we're bankrupt now. You know, we had to pay that hospital bill that we weren't expecting. And, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, kids. You're not going to college. You know, just like immediately jumping to these crazy extremes with it. But that, that really reminds me in those times where I'm uncomfortable. Well, that's when, that's when like God's there and working. And even in this time, we've seen God working already where I don't know that any of us were excited about the fact that we weren't going to be meeting on the weekends that we weren't going to get to see our church family. And after doing this for two weeks now, I think we're starting to see some of the great things that are coming out of it. And God has really just had his hand behind us, kind of just like a, a kid learning how to ride a bike. And he's just kind of, no, 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 I got you guys. Go ahead. I'm not going to let you fall. And that, that kind of um, just protection and guidance from him has been uh, a good reminder to me that in the discomfort, he's there doing that.
1: Well, and all of Christianity really thrives in a world where it's not comfortable. If you think about, well, Christianity is generally speaking, but you're even your personal life, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm weak, Paul says in second Corinthians 12, <clears throat> when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And he, he get, you know, he's asking the Lord to take away that thorn in the flesh, whatever it was that kept him humble because of the revelations that the apostle Paul had when he was caught up to heaven. But he, he asked God to take him away, and then God says, no, because my power is perfected in your weakness. And then Paul says, uh, therefore, I'll, I'll exalt in my weaknesses, because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And uh, we need to embrace that. I, I'm like you, Garrett. I, I would just assume this coronavirus thing went away, and we could have church like we normally do, and all of that. But the weakness of it... Ah uh, the discomfort of it is really an impetus, I think, spiritually, for all of us, and it should be. And some of us are some of the listeners right now are resisting this, mm. and I say that because I tend to resist this. oh, me too, totally. <laughs> and if you're out there and you're resisting it, uh, know that you're not alone, uh, and God is working even through our resistance, right. And, and I in, think
0: we're going to come through this. in all honesty, when you started this sermon series, i I don't think it would have impacted me as much no. if we weren't going through what we're going through. And now I've listened to specifically this sermon. I've listened to this sermon four times because we watched it online, All of the, maybe even more than that, because we're watching along with our church family online live. And then I re-listened to it just in preparation for this. And it's impacting me more now because of what we're going through, because this is hard for my family financially, it's hard for my family in other ways, and it's really impacting us in, in a lot of ways to where it's like, we're really having to lean on God mm-hmm. here. And to start all that, if we just went straight to God, please help our help our finances or God, please help us be healthy. It really just made it, it makes it too much about us where we're starting about God. And it really, like we said last week, it just starts to shrink your problems. And it's really had a huge impact on me going through this um, this series so far.
2: It's giving me perspective. I can be an Israelite in the wilderness, you know, complaining about manna and, and you know, quails again and all of that. Um, I got to teach my kids now. I've got to see my wife more than I haven't seen her before. We've <laughs> got to adjust to that. No, I'm just being real. Yeah. You know, all of those things come into play. There's all these pressures now that we have. Finances. Um, you know, am I going to have work? Am I going to be able to provide? Is my wife going to be able to work? Is she going to be able to provide? My kid's going to be able to get through school. And, you know, praying out of the scripture, um, I, I look at it and, and you're really focusing on, on the holiness of God, the sovereignty of God. And, and in our church, I was talking with Garrett about this earlier today, you know, praying this way, really looking to who God is and really understanding uh, how sovereign he is and how much control he has over thing, over everything. I look back and I go, look at the last year or two in our church. We laid a foundation with growth track. We laid a foundation with small groups. We instituted a new way of production that's going to be giving us the ability now to reach all of the people in our congregation. God's put that on our hearts, you know, and going through this now, I really see how big and grand he is. Without going through this, I may not have seen that grand plan, and I may not have seen uh, his preparation, if you will. So his hand and his plan has been involved in this, you know, from the beginning. You know, and and now we're we're in in an area and in a way prepared to be able to reach those that he's calling us to reach in this time when we can't meet face to face. So rather than being frustrated over that, let's look at that, you know.
0: Yeah, I had to go through a while back. uh, I say a while back, a couple of weeks ago, 10 days ago, whatever, when this first started. And it was like, oh, this is not just a one Sunday thing. Like, it's going to it's going to be a while. We're going to have to do this for a while. You know, what I I did was, sorry, Brett, um, what I did was basically, I just wrote down over the last four years of my life, every time I've seen, you know, something that scared me or frustrated me and seen how God has worked that for good. And already, I mean, we're only two weeks in, three weeks in, I forget how long we've been into this shelter in place, but we have already seen like we've already seen God working for good out of something that's bad we're seeing people come to Christ on our online services and it's awesome and we're as a staff we're we're talking about I mean I'm seeing it genuinely switch from us being a little bit like oh man this is going to be tough to hey this is God's really working in this and even though it's still kind of hard for me to be like yeah but it'd be better to you know meet in person uh it's still to me being like man this is this is really going to Going to pave a a new road for us in the future to reach more people. And I think God's going to work this awesome stuff out of this kind of a a frustrating and stressful situation.
2: Thy will be done. Thy will be done. His his will is working itself out right now.
0: Yeah. And the whole
1: thy kingdom come, you know, I mean, changing it from my kingdom, my comfort. My life, my security, you know, my future, right. my plans. Yeah. It's great. To okay, uh, that's not gonna work at least from the short term. <laughs> so it's all about your kingdom, and then you shift to what are you doing, God? Right. What are you up to? Yeah. And then I want to be in line with that. I want to jump into that. Um, I, I'm amazed at the in the Acts passage that they after hearing from Peter and John, all the threats and uh, they were, you know, they had been thrown in jail right? Um, and they'd spent the night in jail. They didn't, the authorities uh, didn't know what to do with them. And so they threatened them. And after being threatened, they released them. And when they went back to their friends, whoever that group was, whether it was the other disciples, you know, commentators aren't sure exactly who mm-hmm. they went. They went to their friends, but the church by this time was, 10,000 people. I mean, so where did they report this to? Probably to the other disciples and that small group, but then they just jumped into prayer. Consider, you know, look on their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. I mean, wow, that's a, that's not what I said when I first heard that we were (laughs) being shut down. Lord give us all boldness to continue to speak your word. I mean, I, I uh you know th- th- so this whole passage is very encouraging to me yeah. and 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 part of suffering is retooling I mean part of suffering is re getting the perspective right um and I'm and to your point uh John I think you're you're right things are already God's will is being worked out with some of the re
0: uh reorienting of our perspective to being God's purposes mm-hmm. yeah You know, one thing that I thought of the other day too is um, a lot of times, John, uh, now for those that don't know, John is in charge of the first through fourth grader ministry here and uh, jam packed. And those kids, I was at home the other morning and at 8.15, I'm streaming the service and my son has it on one of our tablets and he's watching the service. And I'm like, I think this is the first time I have ever been at church with my son. And been at church with my family. And I was thinking what your ministry does is so amazing, but now these families are actually Uh experiencing church together. And I think that that does something because now my son is in here and he's asking questions about, you know, he wants to, he wants to know what, why, what is it saying there in that song? Cause he wants to learn it and he wants Uh to sing it. And why, why are you guys singing that? And he'll start asking these kinds of questions. And I think it's awesome that I'm sitting there in church with my son. And so that's just another thing where it's like, Man, my first reaction too, Brett, was not, you know, God, you're, this, your will be done, man. You've got this. <laughs> my first reaction was like, hey, you know, maybe next week we can meet again because yeah. this, this is going to be, I don't know. I don't know, man. But, yeah, my my point just being that families are getting to be at church together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really, even on my own family who, I mean, we're at church every week, but I've never sat in a service with my family, all four of us. And I was doing that the other day in yeah. our living room, and it was really, it was kind of kind of a little bit of a conviction that we haven't done that later on cuz all our services your your messages are online we could do this but we haven't yet and now the this is forced us to do it and being at church with my family has it's really cool
2: well yeah it gets back to the sovereignty of God too I think I think there is a plan in place here I think that um you know in our isolation we're becoming more connected maybe at a macro you know a micro level not as such a macro level but I think there's time being given for us to like you know Mary sit at the feet of Jesus right Mary and Martha mm-hmm. to really sit at the fit really sit at the feet of Jesus rather than being so busy 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 right. busy 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 and he's providing that time for us to really get to know him, right. to um, have community in his name with our family, uh, with the people that we see all the time. That we may not, maybe we go to different services, like you said. Your kids go to one service; they come see me. You're, a, right. you're, 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 you know, worshiping. I'm on, this, you're I'm on, on the stage. My wife is taking your pictures. Your wife's taking and- pictures. <laughs> um, you know. I mean, I've seen Brett, you know, when we do our online sermons or services, now he's interacting with the congregation members because it's recorded. I mean, that's something you never
1: get to do. That's a ton of fun, by Uh, the way. You know? That's a ton. I want to say something to the singles out there, you know, some some of the family, um, and it is a blessing if you have your immediate family around where at least... Six feet apart, you can see each other, I guess, huh? Um, but if you're a single adult out there, I just want to say I'm so glad that we can interact. Um, and I don't know, I I hope that um, by means of uh, whatever means are allowed, I guess you would say that you're able to get some fellowship. I know we have these Zoom meetings, and Zoom meetings are okay. I'm getting tired of them already, though. I have to admit.
0: Uh, is it your golf course background? You need to freshen it up. I guess <laughs> a new golf course. Yes. I can help you with that if you want. Zoom is zooming out for me,
1: but uh I'm thankful for it. But if you're a single adult, uh I just want you to know I our staff loves to interact with you. We love to interact online, we love to I don't know, whatever. I just want to acknowledge that because you know, I'm married, so at least I, I have my lovely bride to talk to. Uh we have a bird and a cat. Uh, but the cat was
0: pretty frustrated the, cat, the other day. Yes, the cat was, was up your yes. screen door. Very frustrated the you other day. You
1: listeners, I, I sent out a picture of our cat. I should put it on Instagram so you can see it too. We'll make and it, the, fact, we'll make it the cover of this episode. I'll put it on Instagram so you can <laughs> see it if you're interested. But, um, anyway, we're here together. We're a church family. Um, and as your pastor loved to interact with you, if you have questions about the sermon or in response to this podcast, you know, you can direct message me or email, whatever. Love to interact with you.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, I talked to a friend the other day who specifically said this was just, this was very depressing uh, to them because it was like, man, this is the worst right now. He's, he's a single guy. And he's just like, I want to connect with people. And he was really craving this connection with people. And all of a sudden he's told he's got to stay away from people. And I know that that really is, that's a perspective that I'm not looking from because I'm married, I have two young kids and I do have the people around me. But yeah, for those of you that are that are dealing with maybe um being isolated and it's rough on you like Brett just said, he's he's available direct message him, ask him your questions. Um our staff is here too if you're online and you're watching the service. We're most of us are there. So if you have prayer requests and you need to talk to somebody um specifically on the on the online streaming, there are ways that you can reach us and we want to be praying for you and we want to support you in, uh, in some of these struggles that we're all dealing with in different ways. Um, I wanted to jump into, oh, sorry, John Jew.
2: Yeah, just real quick. We've made efforts to, um, to call all of our seniors in the church, you know, over 400 of you that are out there. there. Um, you know, we're willing to help with grocery shopping online for you, but getting back to the single folks, we can do that with you as well. You know, if you have something that, um, you know, you're struggling with or you're you're alone or you don't have anybody in your household and you're all by yourself, please, I just want to piggyback on what Brett and Garrett said. Please reach out, email us, um, you know, reach out for pastoral care. We're here for you. And there are ways that we can still share the love of Christ with you. So don't feel that that is not an option right now, just because we can't gather as a congregation.
0: Right. Right. I wanted to jump in real quick um, because Brett, your points in this sermon were you were going through back through the 4-4 prayer specifically in each step. And uh, I wrote down just a couple of my takeaways from these, or my thoughts, my uh, what came to mind when you were going over it. And with reverence, the beginning with reverence that was hard for me uh, at the beginning of this series to to remember, to remember to do it. I, it was a habit that I had to get back into, uh, starting with reverence. And it's it's just like it has been for a ton of people. It's this is not the normal way we're used to praying. We're used to praying for our food. Mm -hmm. You know, God bless this food. (laughs) Uh, God, the hedge of protection around our vehicle (laughs) as we're driving, you know, like just these prayers that we give. But I love the peace that I see with me and Caitlin. We've been praying together more often. And when we're stressed out, both of us kind of have done a good job at uh look at me patting myself on the back. We're doing a great job with it. No. But we've we've been reminded to start with praise. When we're stressed out about something, we've been reminded to start with praise. Caitlin and I are doing that together. We pray more together during all of this. And genuinely starting with reverence to God has been such a huge impact on our life, even just the few weeks we've been doing this. So that was really when you were talking about reverence here. Um and, you know, we're talking about uh Peter and John and the way that they came straight to God when they were experiencing threats. Uh, it it really just resonated with me. Like, you know what, we're experiencing threats in a totally different way, but now I'm getting a little bit more used to actually, you know what, I'm going to go to God first and say, God, you are the creator. Thank you for all that you've done, all that you've given us, the opportunities you give us. And then we start to move through it. Um, But that was starting with reverence. That was something I wrote down here.
2: No, that's been a big one for me too. You know, I have that written down as well. Me and my children, uh, my teenage boys, you know, when you're feeling threatened in life, whatever it might be, whether it's technology or to, uh, you know, do what God doesn't want you to do or, um, you know, you, whatever you think you might, your, whatever your standing is in the world, you, we get threatened by many different ways, emotional threats, physical threats. They, as teenagers, they feel that. But what this has really done for us and this time away has given us the opportunity more to focus on God in our right. prayer. Start with him. Who is he? What do we know about him? What does the scripture say about him? And it really gives you a focus and an understanding of who he is and what he, what he's all about and what he can do. And, you know, you don't have to pray for that prayer of hedge of protection because you already know he's doing that for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of those things are already answered when you, you know, are in reverence to what the scripture says about him. Mm-hmm. And you make your prayer out of that, respond to that, your request out of that, and right. they're seeing that. And that opportunity may not have come into play had we not been doing this four-four series or having this time away where we've got more time to. We focus. can apply it. We can apply it. Yeah, <laughs> big time, big time, man. You know,
1: yeah. Every time you open your Bible, just ask the question: Who is God? You know, that's it. Who is
0: God? I loved that you did that the other day in your um your Facebook live prayer where you said, "What scriptures are you guys reading?" And yeah. you were going to pray that with them. And I think it's great because it's, it's not easy to do um, as, I mean, even as a staff, we've done a few videos with, uh, with us doing the four, four prayer and yeah. looking through a scripture and until you get really used to it, you do it so well, you like, you're able to you, you grasp the concept and you're able to teach us how to, you've done a great job of teaching us how to do yeah. this by the way. Um, but it's hard to grasp it first. So it's great that you, you went through that and, and we're showing people how to pray the four, four method with the scriptures they're reading.
2: Yeah, it can be, you know, and, and he's in every scripture though. That's the thing. Oh, totally. He is. He you is. know, he's in every scripture. I, you know, I went, looked at four, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 and started getting into that. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I, and then, oh, he's right there. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, he's in every scripture. Yeah. Right. But it really doing it this way gets you to see yes, where he is within the word, you know?
0: Yeah. I also going into the response, um, I've noticed it too. This just, the response to me where um, I think it was the, first week of teach us to pray where we had um Garrett Ward myself and Kiki with you on the stage and we were going through this and it was really just uh impactful for me to start asking God for forgiveness for these things that I'm doing in my life and not like big things even little things just like God forgive me for going to things of this world for comfort and peace instead of you when I'm yes. stressed out and stuff like that and this really the response it really has broken down my pride about Thinking that I know how to handle my own stress. And so breaking down my pride and responding with God, forgive me for my pride and thinking, I can handle this better than you can.
1: Yeah. The response after you've asked the question, who is God? You say, well, how shall I, res- you know, how should I respond? And in the case of Acts four, they simply say, Lord, look on their threats. Yeah. And I love that. Or it could be translated, Lord, consider their threats. Um, and that's the simple response. And then they go into their request, you know, fill us with the whole, or give us boldness. Straight to boldness, yeah. Straight to boldness. In the case of Isaiah six, it's the response is Lord, I am mm-hmm. ruined. Uh, I am undone. I like the translation, actually the King James. Yeah. I am undone. Undone. Yeah. Uh, the Hebrew means, uh, I am falling apart. Literally, oh, wow. I'm falling apart.
0: That's a good one too. I love that that has those different words yeah. because it really paints a picture of, we're a mess.
1: And the response could be, you know, it could be confession of sin. Uh-huh. You know, the response could be um, just a flat out, Lord, you take this. Uh-huh. Uh, that's part of a request. Sometimes respo- our response to God and a request gets a little intermingled. You know, it might be a response of, of God. I just praise you. I just worship you. I am in awe of you. Um, so the response is going to be different depending right. on how the Holy Spirit's working in your yeah. life.
2: And I think based on the particular circumstance you're in, in a given yeah. moment too. Right? You know? yeah. Um, I know for me, um, praying this way, uh, you know, my response has been getting on my hands and knees, really understanding my sinful nature, really understanding the fact that, uh, you know. I think it does lead for me to confession, you know, and, and, and yeah. does, and does really, you know, it really makes apparent, uh, things that I didn't see about myself that yes. are going on, um, gives me clarity. You know, I think of Paul, when the scales fall from his eyes, when I pray in reverence, uh, my response is, is clear, out, clear, clearly seen in my own eyes where I am at or prior yeah. it was covered up. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah know?
1: Totally. Like the light, the yeah. glory of yeah. God is shining. Absolutely. And, and you're seeing some stuff. Yeah. You you're, you're like, Oh now. man, I thought yeah. I cleaned that
0: corner up over there, but yeah. now, or like when you walk into a, with a blue light on and you're like, well, I thought that mustard stain had come out, but <laughs> yeah. there it is. That's yeah. kind well, of Like, how I like I the book of James talks
1: about the word of God being a mirror. Oh yeah. Yeah. You okay. know? yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that when you don't act out, The scripture, you don't live out the scripture. It's like a man who looks in a mirror and then walks away forgetting Mm. what he looks like. Right. Well, when you behold the glory of the Lord, uh, you do see what you look like in contrast, which leads to an appreciation for the grace of God. Right. I mean, it can flip right about around and say, thank you, God, for your grace, mercy, forgiveness, uh, you know, towards me. Uh, so yeah, to your point. And if that happens, you see God and you see yourself, you're on a healthy spiritual
2: track. Yeah, I think so. And therein lies the response. You know, you have the right. response. You know, it's given out of that.
0: Um, going into readiness now. I they went right in Acts four. They filled went filled with yeah. the Spirit. They Let's went, go. and I want to. I want to pray that for you know our not just our church staff and team members, but like our our church as a whole. They went because we've got people now on Facebook that are talking and reconnecting with people from their past and watching a service with them. People that aren't Christians, haven't been to church ever, are attending their first church service ever from their living room. Yeah. And I really think it's great for us to understand that the the response that we can have is the same as what they had here. They went and let's go spread the gospel. Let's, you know, I don't think any of us were ready for this. Um, and man, it's I think it's going to be crazy to look back in a few months. And we've dealt with this before, even with the fires. One of the first things that I think you had said to us, Brett, after the fires of 2017 you said this is the new normal yeah, and it was, it's scary at first. You're kind of yeah. like, really? Like this is going to be the new normal. And right now this is our normal mm-hmm. and it's going to be amazing to look back, you know, in a year two years, whatever, at this right here, at what God had paved, uh, what, what road God had paid for us. And if we took it or not, if we went and if we were ready for it, so. Yeah, I know somebody in our church accidentally invited
1: people to watch with her online. Oh, right, yeah. Some of you guys have seen that. Accidentally Uh, sharing the gospel. Yeah, Yeah. she was like, she's, (laughs) she's like, I don't know if she's clicking around, but she's opening up a watch party and and ended up with 20 friends of hers watching with her that she accidentally pulled that group together. And uh, she was astounded at, at how God worked. And now I'm excited about that. I've got a lot of friends, you know, like, from the reunion, the high school reunion group and all that. I'm going to invite, uh, I'm going to invite them all Brett has a lot
0: of friends, guys. He's very popular.
1: <laughs> very popular. Yeah. So I'm going to invite uh, these old friends to yeah. watch with me. I think it's going to be really cool this weekend. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh,
0: and for even some of you that uh, at Spring Hills, what's really cool also, our, our worship team has been able to, um, to share the videos of our worship time with some other churches but that aren't able to have that Ooh. with their services and they've been using our worship as well. Ooh, so it's, nice. it's, it's becoming That's really, really great cool community. to hear these stories yeah. about, you know, people that their churches are, you know, they don't have the resources that we have and they've been able to use our worship time to, really? to add to this. I didn't sermons. know that. That's, uh, oh, that that's makes wonderful. my day. It's that's really great cool to, to, to that. know that it's, it's working that way. And then the people accidentally starting watch parties, we need to make sure that we teach them how to do it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And I so, think we're
1: going to do that. That's yeah. great. So be watching for that. That's awesome.
2: I was encouraged by your honesty, Brett, in regards to your uh, conversation, phone conversation with the community leaders. I just really appreciated that because I can fall into that category where I go, why can't we just meet? I mean, you know, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Why can't we just get together? We'll we'll stay six feet apart. We'll wash our hands. We'll have <laughs> we'll have hand sanitizer everywhere, you know? And um, it's tough. It's tough. But I love what your friend said. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay in your stay lane. Right. Understand that God's got all that figured out. Just do your job of preaching the gospel. Herald the gospel, you know? Yes. And that's what we need to do is stay focused on sharing the good news uh, of of who Jesus is and understand that God, uh, he'll be in, he's in control of the coronavirus, and he's got a plan and he's got, uh, all of that figured out. And we need to trust, uh, you know, like it talks about in Romans, we need to, you know, pray for our leaders, understand that God has our leaders in power for a reason. He's going to work in that. Just really trust him for all of that. Right. And uh, do our job that he's called us to do is preach the gospel. Right. You know? So
0: I thought that was encouraging. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in Stay your your lanes. Lanes. I really I like that. Yeah. Well, Brett, where are we going to go with week four here? I know this is the last week of the series. Uh, yeah. Do you want to give us a little bit yeah, of a sneak week peek? Week
1: four, uh, I'm going to really dive into the third part of this pattern of prayer where we make our requests. So, you know, reverence, response, request, readiness. Uh, Daniel Henderson, he is the guy that did all this, uh, put it all together, and he loves to use the same, you know, the letter R. (laughs) He's one of those kind of preachers that lines everything up like that. So requests. And uh, I want to talk about what to ask for. You know, I've spent a lot of time giving the whole pattern, right? But uh, this weekend, I really want to Zoom in. When I get to the request portion- No pun
0: intended on Zoom.
1: Zoom, yes, no pun intended. Uh, I really want to dive into that. What should you ask for? Now, I don't want to, again, you never want prayer to be uh, a legalistic thing. Uh, You never want prayer to be something, I got to follow this pattern. I got to say these words because that kills it. Mm -hmm. You want it to come from the heart and be real and genuine. Uh, but I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this weekend nine things you can ask for. Nine, nine or ten. Right. That's great. <laughs> so, Looking forward nine to it. Things. And I, I can't go lists. too long. I don't yeah. want to go too
0: long, but yeah, I'll give you a list. Lists
2: are good. Listen awesome. as long well as it's not a checkoff list, but lists are good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh awesome. Well, thank yeah. you guys so much for coming down tonight and uh, talking about what you had going in week three. I appreciate it. And uh, can't wait for week four. It's gonna be great. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Garrett.